You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Game of Shows. So, episode three, done and dusted, what do you think? Uh, I loved it. I loved every moment of it. They were absolutely fantastic guests. I mean, I have, I've got a question I've got to ask you personally right now. Did I, um, like, fan out too much on Only Fools and Horses? No, you, you, you didn't embarrass yourself as much as I expected. <laughs> uh, it, you were, you were re- respectful. I can't even explain to you, like, how, how much Only Fools and Horses in my life, like... It's a it's a family thing for me and like my friend at last Christmas just gone me and my two friends Lisa and David I know you listen um, we did a Only Fools and Horses Christmas so it was like three days before Christmas and we decorated the back room as the Nags Head and we had all signs up like we went all out. You're a you're a a, a, a genuine fan. I am. I'd certainly associate Fools and Horses with Christmas as for, as a child and I'm significantly older than you so we're, we're probably you were probably watching reruns. I was probably watching it like the first time it was on. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's um, it was, I would think uh, most people in this country have some kind of affinity with that. Yeah. It's like a national um, institution. Only falls and, and those are moments, presumably they're in the show, like when Del Boy falls through the bar and literally, if you think of anything in like the eight series of Only Fools and Horses and all the specials of all them little moments that are like the iconic moments, Every single one of them is shoehorned and crammed into that show. What about the chandeliers? Uh, I don't want to say because it's kind no, of like you're right. spoiler, spoiler alert. It is a spoiler yeah. alert. Go see it if you're listening to this and you love musicals. I think a lot of people dismissed it as uh, maybe not a part of the musical theatre canon. I mean, it's everything, isn't it? It's a it's a, a musical. It's a comedy. It's a TV show come to life. Yeah, well, I, I would say if you're a fan of Only Fools and Horses, you're not going to be disappointed because it. it basically is the TV show on stage. Yeah. If you have never seen a musical before and you're a bit dubious of musicals, you know, who knows? Yeah. I think that's a good one because as the guys were saying, it's like they've said there was like groups of grown men watching it who maybe would never go to the theatre before. But it's funny, actually what Ashley was saying about her character, um, it kind of brings it a bit more to like hu- the, the realness of, of the show, actually, I thought, of Only Fools and Horses. Obviously the TV programme is it's funny and it's meant to be and everything's a bit yeah. slapstick and a bit funny. Whereas her character, um, Raquel in the show, she said, you, you kind of see that really vulnerable side in the journey of the character. So I think as a, a piece of theater, it's, it's amazing as well, but obviously I'm a massive fan as you can tell. Yes. No, I hadn't noticed. I hadn't noticed. Yeah. And, uh, and it, and then talking about Jamie really makes me want to go and see that as well. And the, the, I think that's, um, 
uh, again, you know, I think at the moment, you know, in in, in the, the current climate of the world, Jamie has everything. It, yeah. it it's diverse. It stands up for everyone. As they were saying, it's. I don't think you've got many shows out there that feature the range of characters and yeah. from from different backgrounds, different ethnicities, and such a positive message about that. No, that that's great. It's, um, it's a really good show. Feel good show, I'd say. It's a it's a great shame that they're not able to be to be playing every night, but it meant they were available to come and sit on on Zoom with us. Yeah, and do game of shows. Absolutely. Um, so we had a fantastic little chat with the guys before we did the quiz. Um, talking to them a little bit about their careers uh, or their their roles. Actually, there were loads of questions that I wanted to ask them that I didn't. Yeah. I wanted to ask Melissa. She was in the original cast of Mamma Mia. Didn't get to talk to her about that. Um, I could have spent the whole night talking to. Them. I mean, yeah. If you look at if you look at the four CVs together, we could have literally talked for a week. They've, they've yeah, all done so they've, much they've, stuff. But they've um, got got a, a, you know CVs as as long as your arm. But um, let's play the chat we did. Uh, so this is the moment when Chris and Lawrence met the guys from Jamie and Fools and Horses. Game of Shows. So let's talk first to Ashley and Jeff from Only Fools and Horses. Thank you so much for joining us, Ashley. Uh, what's well? Are you missing the show? Not being not being there at the moment. Do you know I am? I really am. I'd only just recently joined the cast. I'd only done five weeks of of performances. So. Um, yeah, and you know what it's like at the beginning of a show and, and everyone's so lovely there and I really do miss them. But thankfully, thanks to the wonderful social media and Zoom, uh, we've been keeping in touch. So, um, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. But I do miss it. Yeah, I do. Where would we be without Zoom? I know. It's, um... I wish I had shares in Zoom, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. And uh, talking of a man who does have shares in Zoom, Jeff Nicholson, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very well. Um, do I? Excellent. Didn't know. <laughs> and uh, so we are we are talking to, if I'm right, Raquel and Boise from. Um, That's right. We oh, actually have. Okay. Yes. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Very well. Good. <laughs> Can you do the entire show like that, please, Jeff? Okay. Not not too difficult. Let's do it. Um, All right. Yes. Yes. Now, uh, so Ashley said she just joined, but you've been in the show since the beginning, haven't you? And uh, all the workshops and everything as well, weren't you? Like, Yes, like... I am one of the original cast. The, uh, Actually, Jeff, you who... don't have to do the voice. Uh, okay, good. I was um, <laughs> yeah, it's been like, what was it, April 2017, I think the first workshop was. Wow. Um, and then then there was another workshop and then we opened. But yeah, it sort of spanned a good sort of year and a half of of prep um, and getting it just right. That's great. And uh, I didn't tell you that we actually have a super fan uh, on on the scene tonight. Chris Stoddart has been very excited about the fact that you are. You're Guys, coming. I can't even hide my excitement. I'm so excited. I'm well, like seen the it. biggest. I've seen it. I absolutely. I'm the biggest Only Fools and Horses fan. I've got this out to show you. Hey, oh. for the sake of our listeners, Chris <laughs> is holding up a. Uh, Robin a rather large <laughs> yellow Robin will rely. Oh, it's, it's, it's a money box. It's a money box. Independent trading. What does that say? He who saves wins. Wins. He who saves wins. We don't have sides on Game of Shows, but I am a little bit biased towards Only Fools and Horses tonight. But I'll put that to one side <laughs> by the time the quiz starts. I promise. But I've just got quite a few questions, if you don't mind, or or a few. I'll keep them brief. But were you fans of the show before 
you were in the show as in the TV, the TV program yeah I mean I, rem- I remember it, it being part of my household growing up and my my dad was a big fan my granddad was a big fan so it's it's so funny um doing a show where you you know those characters like you mm. know and for me I actually went to see the the musical when it opened because um Tom Bennett who plays Del Boy is is my best friend so I went to support him on the opening night oh, and that's, I, how you, that's right, why okay. I'm there yeah, yeah that's the only reason I'm in <laughs> um, but oh, that, uh, I just uh, no, all, all make sense clear. now right? um but uh, I just think it, it yeah it, it translates so well on onto stage and in musical form I was a bit like mm-hmm. is this gonna work as a musical but it's it's so great I think I everyone wondered that didn't they when it was announced but uh, mm-hmm. it's been there for a long time, isn't it? It's you know, it's it's really got got a a, a, a following. Chris, you've seen it landed forty or fifty times, I think. Now, <laughs> no, I've seen it once, but I was because I was I was nervous when it when it got announced and everything. Being a huge fan, it is that you're worried it's going to lose some of the essence that it obviously has and it has such a massive following. But I I couldn't believe how clever and how much of the essence it still has within the show and like how many storylines they've managed to cram in to one two and a half hour musical is just amazing but yeah, how much research hard. did you do for the characters like obviously jeff to get the voice and to get the mannerisms is do you know what? it's really weird so i got called up for the auditions and they were secret auditions but um basically my agent said i think it's going to be only fools and horses because basically the breakdown was a character for only fools and horses without <laughs> saying only fools and horses right so i kind of went knowing to kind of dress in a suit and slick my hair back a little bit and grow yeah. a quick tash I kind of just went in and, and sang in a because I was asked to sing a couple of songs in a South London or East South London kind of way and um and I did and to be honest with you little did I know but essentially I sound quite a lot like him anyway so just to heighten it um because I look back on there's a TV advert I did a while back and I kind of do this voice and I, everything I do now sounds like uh, Boise. Like Boise. And, and there are other things. So and every, to be honest every part with you, you'll ever play, I suppose, from now on, you'll just hear that. In the to be honest with you, the, the, cam, the, you know, the, the camel coat and the moustache and my voice slightly heightened, and that's Boise. So, and what, um, what about the laugh? Because the laugh is so iconic. Can you give it is. A bit it's of the been laugh also about 12 weeks since I've done it, so don't... <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask. But yeah, it's again, it kind of just, yeah, you just listen to something and try it a few times. Weirdly, they never asked me to do the laugh in the audition, so it's kind of lucky. Well, I don't even know if I can, to be honest, Gosh, but no one really? said anything. That's... So, oh no, you can. I mean, I'm I'm <laughs> up in the dressing room getting ready at that point when when that line comes and the audience just erupts every time. Yeah. Like, it's like he's arrived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but baby. it's very clever casting across the board, isn't it? Because that must be one of the biggest mm. challenges of doing something like that. Like, not just boy. I mean, all of Del Boy and Rodney and all of the, mm. the like Mickey Pierce as well. The, the kind of so they're so iconic, but it's it's clever because the people who are cut, like you think they're a bit similar, and then you see them on stage, and it's it's like it's it's new and uh, reminiscent at the same time. It's clever. I mean, I'm convinced that Peter, who plays Trigger, is related to somehow. Yes. I was I mean, just about to say that. So like him, it's unbelievable. And yet, I, he was one of the biggest shocks I got because I, as I said, I'd seen the show before I went into rehearsals and, and met the cast. And you know, triggers that really kind of low, 
low bass Roger voice. Pack, and then, the, yeah, and then yeah. you speak to Peter and he's like, hiya! <laughs> you know, he's got this like <laughs> higher pitched voice. And I was like, oh, I was not expecting that. You just expect them to be those characters, which, yeah. you know, speaks volumes because it means, yeah. you know, you're in Yeah, I mean, clearly all just excellent, you, yeah. excellent actors. Um, and I yes, would never yes, have thought... Are yeah no you are you can you can um but it sounds better when other people say it yeah um but i would never have thought of you as raquel ash but actually thinking about it now it's it seems to make you know kind of perfect Mm. sense you you being that role does it do you feel like you were able to take on that that role with i mean you've played elphaba in wicked so you're no stranger to kind of challenging roles but yeah. it's a very different I mean, kettle of fish right, so isn't it very different yeah but I again you know seeing the show I kind of went away going oh God, it's such a lovely she's such an endearing character and but you know I I must admit when I first was thinking about Raquel I thought oh she's this kind of soft if you watch back the episode she's really feisty and she you know mm-hmm. holds her ground with Dell and I think that's why they get on so well we meet her in the musical at the very beginning of their relationship so you don't kind of see all of that stuff you see the the more um less confident you know she's a, a divorced woman in the 80s you know that was that was a big big much bigger thing than it is now uh, an actress who's struggling to kind of get that big break so she has so many um barriers up that she feels like she has to that's where the feist comes from I think is that she she feels she has to um work over all of those obstacles that are in her in her life so I mean, I, I think, you know, we all have those uh, those things in our own personal life. So to be able to bring, you know, a bit of myself and a bit of, you know, other experiences to the, the character has been great. Oh, that's, that's awesome. And uh, we can't wait till it comes back. Hopefully it'll be back on stage fairly soon. Chris, uh, now you can put your fandom to one side for the moment while we move to the others who are patiently listening to us talk about that. So let's talk to (laughs) Melissa Jakes and David O'Reilly from the London cast of Everybody's Talking About Jamie. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi. Hi guys, thanks for having us. Well, you're you're more than welcome. So everybody's talking about Jamie. Uh, now, um, I don't know as much about it. It's one I haven't had the chance to see yet. But uh, Chris, I've, see, I've um, actually seen it twice. I've seen everybody's talking about Jamie twice and Only Fools Knows this once. Because my friend Zara, obviously, who yes. you know, oh. who I, we got in touch with you. She, yeah, I saw her in it twice. So I thought, I think it's a great show. It, it came and it's kind of taken yeah, everyone by storm. It's like a it. massive hit, isn't it? It's um and 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 worldwide and it's and it's going to be a movie as well, isn't it? It's going to be a yeah. uh, a feature film. Um, so David, you play a character called Like a Virgin. Am I, is that right? Did I read that correctly? That's that's correct. And tell us a little bit about who she is or who he is, and and why uh, the name is quite so uh, out there. What's what's for those of us who, who aren't familiar with it. So for any of you who haven't seen the show, Jamie is um, taken under his wing by um, by a character called Hugo and he knows some of the dra- local drag queens at um, the club called Legs Eleven and I play one of the drag queens that uh, works there called Like a Virgin and um, she's a bit brash. <laughs> she's a bit brash there. Um, no, she's got some cute little one-liners that come in and we get, you know, we we get to kind of start the finale up and we have this amazing scene at the end between Jamie and his mom and his mom's best friend and Hugo and the other two 
uh, Amazing Drag Queens, which is, um, oh my God, I can't even remember. <laughs> Don't worry. Sandra Bollock and <laughs> Sandra Bollock. Ray Sophisticate. David, in terms yeah. of obviously being doing the drag, is that something that was new to you for this show? Is it something you've done before? Is it something oh, you've had to kind of learn? And... Where, where do I start? I've never done drag in my life. I was terrified of it. And when I did Book of Mormon, my dance captain was a guy called Matt Krizan, and he had done uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. And they did a thing called uh, Drag Warm Up for Prides. So he put me in drag as along with other some of the other boys and honestly I did my face and I looked like a smash pie. And, <laughs> and from then from then we kind of, you know, we do it on an occasion. And then I myself, a guy called David McMullen and Sean Park and Saturday AM a, a charity night called a Mad Drag Night and where Western performers like drag up for it once a year and uh with celebrities and raise money for the Make a Difference Trust and um, kind of grew from there. And so when I, but I, the thing is that people don't realise is I, I hate doing drag. It's so hard. It okay. is so hard. And yeah. when I got the call, my agent went, um, you're in for Jamie. I went, oh, amazing. He goes, but you've got to go in full drag. I was God's sake! Did audition? I did know that. Yeah, yeah. For my audition, no, even better. Wow. I was doing Woman Two Governors at the time, and for my the fi- uh, final, and I couldn't go back. And they said, um, "So David's going to need to self tape." And um, I was like, "Okay, great." In full drag. Okay, guys, <laughs> I'm in Derby. I have got no drag. I so cue me doing the scenes with a fur coat I've robbed from the wardrobe department. <laughs> A head wrap, some sunglasses like that, and a bright red lipstick standing outside of the stage door at Derby Theatre doing the self tapes with a cigarette. Oh my God, so you were dressed as Oscar Conlon Murray then? Yeah. I was dressed, yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, it clearly worked because you're in the show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Oh. I, oh, I am. I am indeed. Gosh. And you mentioned Jamie's mother, and we have Jamie's mother here with us. Yes! The wonderful Melissa Jakes. Uh, sorry to save you to last, Melissa, but uh, you've. how long have you been playing Jamie's mother? In, uh, um, in um... I've been playing it um, every night since September. I took over in September. And then, like, 15 months prior to that, um, I was the standby, so I was covering. I was covering the mum. I was covering the best mate, and I was covering the teacher. So, um, so June's, you've been with the show a long time. Two years now, I think. Yeah, coming wow. up to yeah this month, two years, crazily. And for the first um, year and a half of it, I was standing by, and then I um, officially took over in September last year. So I got six months under my belt. Yeah, praying that we praying that we can go back and, yeah. and oh, it's quite it's it's quite an emotional roller coaster that the character goes through in the show, isn't it? She kind of she has a lot of emotion going on from the beginning. So how is that for, for you? Like eight times a week. Um. Well, since we've been in lockdown, I realise how much I need that release <laughs> of having yeah. a shit day at home with the kids and the husband <laughs> and going to work and being able to let it all out. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I, 
you know, it's, I know what lockdown has been like for everybody. Loads, everyone's always like really up days, really down days. And on those down days, I'm like, gosh, I've really realized about halfway through that how much I obviously need that as a release to sort of, and she, she is on emotional roller coaster to really hefty songs that are very emotional, very powerful, um, but also she's never given much, she's not given much to say either. So she doesn't get much dialogue to be able to say all the things that she would want to say to James. Mm. So everything's always suppressed and everything's always under the radar. So that can, you know, that can eat, eat up in you, but at least you then yeah. have, um, he's my boy. The, sh the show to has to make way for, um, and, and yeah. uh, lay out. Your your character, in a way, I suppose, has to has to take a step back from the main focus of the story. But there's a lot more to to tell about her. I think it's pretty much it is. Everybody's talking about Jamie, but um, yes, I think a I lot of everybody's talking about had, Jamie's mum. Yeah, but a lot. Of, yeah, along the way, a lot of my notes have been. You know, it is a, it is her story as well. And I think it does feel like that watching it. It's kind of two stories. You, you're getting his journey, but all, you're getting her journey. Yeah. more so really like the, yeah. The, the, yeah telling the story through her eyes as well as his even some well three stories like it as well like well, and, and, jamie yeah. jamie his mom and like <laughs> i mean that's a different story as, altogether even something as simple as the curtain call and the finale at the end you know you sort of you're given your you know you have to go down and bow and then it's like it's it's to jamie you know it's it's his show it's his moment at the end but you know the he, the director had said you know they want to they want to thank you as well because you yeah. have guided this boy and you've guided this journey for him. So, um, yeah. But in a way that's, I mean, that's kind of the point of the, the title of the show, isn't it? That, that what, the way it kind of ends up is everybody's talking about Jamie, but the story permeates <laughs> way beyond yeah. just, just Jamie. Yeah, I mean, and, and I am from Sheffield. It's set in Sheffield. I am from Sheffield. I am a mom. Um, all these both characters, the mom and the best mate, who I used to have a lot of fun playing. Um, I know these women, you know, they're sort of the women in my life. They're my mom and my auntie and my mom's best friend who's hilarious. And, you know, all these, so it's, it's been amazing to be able to draw on that and, and know what these women have gone through and where they're from and sturdy stock and, you know, Northern grit. Yes, yeah, no, I um, did a show a couple of years ago, which we, uh, I mean, it's very, it's not the same because it's a very different type of music, but it was set in a kind of a northern town, um, very much in that kind of Jamie or Billy Elliot or Full Monty kind of thing. And it was actually a really kind of rich pool of, of characters to draw from because the, the, the people were so... Northerners are the best. Northerners. They, yeah. People were so northern. So... Um, North that's what's so great about Jamie is it's so representative of the of up north, isn't it, Mel? And like of Sheffield, we've got two girls in our cast who wear hijabs. We've got a girl, a Muslim girl playing a Muslim girl. Everybody's we've got represented. It's so well represented. The diversity in our show is something that so there's so many things to be proud of. But I think for for us, one of the biggest things that we're proud of as well is the diversity mm -hmm. and 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 the age range in the show. We, like we've got somebody who's seventeen. We've got three people who are still at college. And then you got old boots, me and Mel, old boots, <laughs> then us. But, you know, that's what, what part of my sadness when we when we closed or went dark rather, sorry. And yeah, it's the, just the the of, the, yeah, the thought of coming back and not being able to trickle back business wise, needing to literally reopen and fill and fill the theatre is that 
most of our um, audience are young people that can afford to pay 20 quid or 25 quid or whatever to sit on the front row and sit in all those crappy seats around the edges because they come because they know they're represented and they're yeah. somewhere where they can be um, accepted. It's a little bit like Wicked. Ashley and I both did Wicked together. And a lot of girls that you meet at stage door there are from, from a background where they've been bullied and they're, they, they, they recognize themselves in alphabet. I know that sounds quite theatrical, but it's true. And they come because they're being represented on stage. It's the same there. In yeah. The I, I always. It made me so sad because I just thought all those kids, they were coming and they, they don't have much money to spend, but they came and they had a theatrical experience and they saw themselves. There was one girl um, tweeted herself. She was uh, outside the theater in a hijab with a picture in front of the girl playing pretty at the time. She went, I've seen myself on stage today and I never thought that would happen. Oh, wow. it's that's amazing. Really powerful yeah. stuff. Yeah. Whereas we have a load of dodgy wide boys and car salesmen, basically. <laughs> yeah, but you've got them into the musical. Really I mean, that's really impressive. It really is. That you've even managed to get them into the theatre to see a musical. Yeah. You know, people they who might not, not might not go oh, and see, and then maybe next they, time they'll be... Those people wouldn't have come to see a, a piece of And they might be more inclined to go and see Jamie and now having to totally. do something I mean, like that when they honestly, may have... you, you, we don't we don't see that many of them because i don't think they know that a stage door exists sure. um, <laughs> but um <laughs> when you when you do sort of go out front or you know walking home i mean it you do get the sense that most people probably don't go to the theater or haven't been to theater or if they have it's been on occasion it's not your normal theater goers but i think we're proud of that you yeah, know because yeah. it, it does Absolutely. bring you know um a totally different clientele to the theater and they get an experience of a, what it is to have that shared experience with yeah. a, an audience i mean i've seen grown proper blokes in the front row crying at the end honestly but like groups in of tears. guys as well i've never i've never and seen gripped, a theater yeah. show where there's like the these guys go for like a night out to the theater oh. and and they're loving their lives and, and it's that moment where you have that experience at the end where I don't know about you, but whenever I go and see something, even if it's a bit rubbish, at the end, I usually get a lump in my throat. And I think mm. it's because of the sort of the shared sort of appreciation of the people oh, on totally. stage. And, yeah, and that bad theatre is better than no theatre at all. And I, yeah. <laughs> and I've seen these bloke proper. I mean, I'm, you know, generalising, but, you know, big kind of tattooed, you know, the kind of blokes. But they're in tears because they're just like looking around and going, why am I? Why am I crying? Wow. <laughs> I, yeah. there's, there's nothing What's really sad here. to me? <laughs> It's just, you, you know that feeling they've just had, and it is incredible. I can't wait to see that again. Game of Shows. How's your week been, Lawrence? <laughs> it a good week? Uh, it's been samey. It's been good. I, I've never been busier, really, but I'm just busy from one room rather than from all over the yeah. place. Well, actually, what I found funny about this last week, um, as in last week, is obviously we you run the college that I work at, London College of Performing Arts, uh, and it was half term for us, so we were off, and that was nice to have a week kind of a week off, but a week in. It was weird, but it was difficult to actually pin people down last week to record an episode, yeah. wasn't it? Because that's yeah, we, why we're we kind of a week, end, a week we? behind. Yeah. Um, it's funny how busy you get, even though we can't do anything, we can't go out, but... Yeah, and I, especially after it being kind of the first month or so where everything was quite novel and it was a bit unusual to, to be there. Actually, people have had to settle into a routine and it's become normal life, isn't it? I mean, hopefully we'll get back to yeah. the old normal or the new old normal. Um, Chris, just interestingly, did you notice that we had a lucky escape? If the Fools and Horses team had chosen a way, their question mm. would have been a question that Melissa Jakes answered while we were chatting at the beginning of the quiz. So I was kind of interested to see if they had chosen it, whether they would have got it. Cause the question was in what city is Jamie set? 
And of course, yeah. obviously the answer is Sheffield because that's what Melissa said right at the beginning. Yeah, correct. Buzz. In terms of overall scores, John Robbins from episode one is going to be very interested to know. We need to go back and look at the overall scores because John is very keen to be serious winner, you know, not for himself, but for of the course. show. So that was episode three. Episode three. Now, a little a spoiler, because we haven't done one Let's of these do it in a while. Now. We did it we on episode one. Yeah. We have got episode four lined up, ready to go next Tuesday. This is very exciting, Chris. Are you going to give us a clue? I'm trying to remember myself because we've talked to a lot of different people from a lot of different shows. Why don't you tell us which shows we're going to be working with next week? Okay, so spoiler. You ready, everyone? Here we go. Drum roll. Drum roll. In, in, in the edit, we're going to put a drum roll. Episode four is Wicked versus come from away that's fantastic that is going to be amazing and uh we hopefully will be able to announce the actual guests uh on instagram before we do it or before it's released that's going to be hopefully out uh we're recording that next week so we'll release that hopefully next weekend by the end of next week and then we have four in the canon and then we've got some a couple of other shows kind of that we're hoping for later on but we don't know for sure yet, do we? Because it's... Uh, it's no, we'll keep them a secret for now. I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been listening and commenting. We have been reading your comments and it's really nice to get that feedback on the podcast app. And some people have been private messaging the Instagram and the Twitter. We do check that daily. So thank you for that. Keep messaging us. Please keep following us, liking and subscribing. Uh, we really enjoy hearing from you and getting the feedback that you're giving us it's fantastic so thank you for that what we'd also love for you to do is follow us on instagram at game of shows follow us on twitter at shows underscore quiz so all that's left to say is thank you so much for listening we look forward to you listening to our future episodes and we will see you next time at game of shows Woo! Bye. see you later game of shows Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.